I, I finished Game of Thrones. Well, you, you caught up? Like, like all of Game of Thrones? Yeah, all of it. I'm all caught up. Did you up. read it how, or how just watch you? it? Well, you can't read to be all caught up. You must watch to uh, be all true. caught up. You could break into George R. R. Martin's house. And into his brain. Mm-hmm. And into his brain. Yeah, well, part of it's reading his didn't, transcripts, and the one's like torture. Ch- Chad, didn't one night you like try to use your Vive to project yourself into <laughs> George R. R. Martin's I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I don't put this on the podcast, but yes, I did. <laughs> I did um, swordfish, which is a hacker term for hacking. I did swordfish my way into George a R. R. Martin's home. hacker term for hacking. Uh, <laughs> I sort of fished into his home via his AOL internet connection, uh-huh. and uh, it was weird because like I was kind of in George R. R. Martin, but also like I could see him, so it was kind of like out of body at the same time. Uh-huh. And I made him start to tell, I guess, himself secrets. Okay, well, <laughs> about what's weird about George R. R. Martin is that like his internet is just real old because he's never updated it, so yeah. it's still 1996 internet. So it's a lot of like gifts of like dancing hamsters and peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that level of AOL where it's like AOL, it's also it's AOL Kids, so it's just like Nickelodeon SpongeBob yeah, uh-huh. soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's 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 keyword Nickelodeon to yeah, get. Oh to yeah, the, sorry, the keyword get, thing. Yeah, it's, it's key, <laughs> AOL keyword. It's keyword George's Nickelodeon. George's Nickelodeon. Well, what what we're <laughs> let's just be clear that what we're talking about right now is the internet <laughs> tube that Chad had a, had to had to get through I, to I, just to get to George R. R. Martin's brain. So this is even George R. R. I Martin's brain. This is his internet. A whole Road Rovers <laughs> fan page. George R. Uh, R. R. Martin is so rich he has his own internet leading to his brain. Yeah, it's an internet of sorts. You, uh, you do you did battle with a uh, with a web ring, didn't you? Oh yeah, well a web wraith. Uh, to oh, be clear. Okay. It's, it's a web ring. Like it looks like a ring, but it's actually a spirit. Okay. Um, here's the thing. I, I got through all of it. Uh, his version of the story goes real different. It's just um, Bran, the Stark, uh-huh. who can uh, uh, warg into people. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, so you're really excited because he like the next book is just him warging into different things, uh-huh. um, and like making sweet love to everything. Like that's all the book. Really? Is. Yeah, it's really weird because it's like I don't know. It just felt like it was out of place. Like the first one, you're like, oh, maybe he's gonna sneak into like the Lannisters' house and mm. and steal all their stuff. No, he just like turns into a bird and then just like has sex with other birds. And you're like, Bran, this is like this is like 500 pages of this. Yeah, this goes on, man. He, he has a whole life. Uh, like he marries a bird and then like has kids and then he leaves the bird. Oh, like so he, he like goes into, into things yeah. to have sex and then ends up because he's a kid and he's pretty innocent. He like he like yeah. he's like, well, I should probably see this whole thing through. <laughs> it's kind of like that Star Trek episode with the flute, how he yeah. likes living all these lives. Yeah. Um, and he comes back. Uh, changed, you know yeah. Yeah. Well, it, definitely. I mean, you have that many relationships. You're going to be you're going to gain something from mm-hmm. it. I, I, I actually read online that uh, in the next season, Bran is uh, he's going to go on a little vacation. He's going to go to an Australian walkabout. Uh-huh. This is a warg vacation, by the way. Uh, this is a, a reward vacation reward for himself for doing so oh. good. Becoming, <laughs> becoming the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, his plane crashes and he ends up on an island. I'm sorry, he has a plane. <laughs> and he can walk again. Yeah, he can walk again. And uh, <laughs> and uh, some people like him, some people don't. But you can find out more on the hit television series Lost. I heard, I heard, <laughs> that's what I've been describing. I heard that he lands. See, I heard a different theory, which is that he lands in a place called George's Land. And <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what is and it? I, thought, I heard to? it was George's Den. George's, well, that's okay. Yeah, there's a couple different options. Uh, no, it's, no, there's been a couple leaks, and George's Den and George's Land are two of the titles that are going for it. But it's just George's place. It's just George R. R. Martin's place, and and he interacts with them, and they have like they have these really long, like very uh, very deep uh, philosophical com- philosophical conversations together about his sex with different animals, and he really like gets wow. into the. He wants to know like what the nitty gritty is. That's Wait, so are you smart. Saying, so it's George R. R. Martin just writing about what it would be like it's like a thought exercise so he can find out what it's like to have sex with other animals so he can write it into the book it's like a it's a real meta exercise he's got going on okay what's real weird is that in george's den he's crippled he's in he's in like one of those commander pike wheelchair things i don't know why <laughs> like the full body thing. in reality he can walk but for some reason in this land that's he's in that full body beat machine <laughs> we have hit such a blender of three or four different <laughs> franchises i don't know what's going on anymore i think we ought to get right into I think we should get a little into book, book a little book Called, a book called You Can't Scare Me. You Can't Scare Me. Now You See Me Too. Now You See, you see me, too. me Too. You Can't the Scare Me. The second act. Second act. Uh, 
AKA the Mud Monster book, I guess. I guess so. I guess the original title may have been The Mud Monsters of Mud. Mud's Muddy Swamp. Muddy Does, Swamp. Doesn't it feel like the book just shifts from like weird, dumb pranks to suddenly mud monsters? Like it's not a thing? Well, okay, so I watched the show. I didn't read the book, yes. but I did read a synopsis, so I kind of know where you guys were with reading this. They don't go to the swamp at all until the end of the book, huh? Uh, I read it like two weeks ago, so I'm trying to remember. Like, yeah, they don't go to the swamp. Well, they 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 try to go to the swamp. Oh, There's wait, like no, a no, tree house are, or no, they are, a clubhouse. They are at the swamp in the beginning because I remember reading the synopsis, and they it's a oh. field trip they're on. Well. Yeah, they go on this field trip, but then they also return to this clubhouse that's there. Like um, right. the girl Courtney and I think her friend Denise. Yeah. They 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 frequent this clubhouse, and in fact they 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 try to lure them to the swamp for not the mud monsters. Uh, earlier in the book well yeah let's, let, no, so this is this is the thing between the show and the book the show is my favorite difference uh-huh. and that it starts with um a short vignette of an old man mm-hmm. playing catch like with a little girl but they're like from the 1870s yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> like it's it's the most i've never seen two characters based on their attitude and outfits and costumes never fit in a background war because it's like they should just be in Boardwalk Empire and then they're just in gray mud town. Yeah. yeah. Like, why are they walking through this area? Like, oh, hello, how do you catch the ball? And he throws the ball and then it goes into the mud. It goes into the mud. Uh-huh. And the, the, at that point, it's so far. It, let it go, man. That ball is gone. It's gone. I mean, I know that's all they had back then if this is really the 1800s. But like the ball goes into the mud and then you have to watch as like this old man again in like the finest outfit you've ever seen. Try to walk across a log to reach into the mud to get out the ball. Uh, and it's so long. Well, it Chad, takes forever. Chad, what, you, what you failed to pick up on in the subtext of the show <laughs> yeah. is it's the Great Depression, and they have the, uh, they have to get that ball back because it's their only possession. That's the New Deal. Yeah, it's the New the, Deal. The ball represents the New Deal, yeah. and he represents the working class trying to get yes. at it. But, like, <laughs> but it has so far the funniest shot I've ever seen in the show of him trying, like him trying to watch across the log, and then a muddy hand reaches out. And pulls at his leg, and the girl, they could not get a better take of her. She's laughing she's while, laughing she screams, while gra- screaming. She's like, there's not a single good shot in this entire episode. Like, he grabs his leg, but it cuts back to the grandpa just falling face first in the mud. The shall- and the mud was like a, the shallowest. a slide whistle. Yeah, it was, dude, but it's the best part. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. the shallowest mud. Like a, It's also like a centimeter yeah. of mud. The hand, the hand is the like ground. made to look as if it's coming out of this deep bog, and the, grand- the grandfather or dad falls in. Face first, and you can tell that he just splatted <laughs> right onto the onto the ground. He, he, that old man might have died during the shooting. <laughs> yeah. like, it was that it was that physical. You don't see the mud monster, so it just ends on a fade to black as a girl screams and an old man falls into mud. Scream like, laughs. Scream laughs. Scream laughs. You know what the irony of that is? They don't have social security numbers in uh, in 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 Canada, so there were there was no way to track him, so he really did he really die. Died. He probably <laughs> died. Because he was reenacting this uh this uh well, <laughs> metaphor for uh the Great Depression. You know you know what is much like uh you guys have heard how in the uh, the Japanese version of Milo and Otis, right? Because Milo and Otis was originally like an Asian film. Oh I didn't know that. It, it, it is just an Asian film oh, with the, a with they, a new they, with a new voiceover. Yeah they did voiceover so they basically like uh, made it Americanized. I didn't know that like oh the, the 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 urban legend which is probably true is that because there's no like animal rights uh, for f- dogs and cats and films back then, mm-hmm. all the shots of Milo Notice like going over a waterfall in a bucket were real. Oh yeah, what? no, that's totally true. I mean, there's a scene. <laughs> I think there's a scene where they come face to face with a bear, and there's no way those animals <laughs> like, didn't die. Like, so it's the saddest thing in the world. It makes me really sad. But like every shot, and there's multiple shots of dogs and cats going over a waterfall. Yeah, those are all new many, dogs and cats. Many um, animals were harmed in the making of that film. One of one so of the many. one of the stories from the set was that they just broke a cat. That's leg to get it to <laughs> for limp. no reason. No. Yeah, no, to get to get it to limp first. Anyway, <laughs> anyway not, not not to go down I that. I can't joke anymore. I'm sad. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a sad story. Um, almost <laughs> as sad as this book. That old man died. Uh, like that. Okay, uh, forgetting the episode for just a moment. Yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and talk about what this book sets yes. up. This book goes goes ahead and it starts with this field trip about these kids. They're all chewing gum for some reason. No real explanation. <laughs> it's a subtle after gum. There, everyone's just hey, chewing man, gum on the back. field trip. Kid fact: They love gum. Kid, kid fact. They love gun. If you hear a little clapping right now, oh, that's, that's, Ar- that's Archie just getting a that's little Archie, scratch. That's Archie Q, the dog, just scratching himself, a little thumping. Chad's a little dog, Arch. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so they're going on this field trip. And then um, our main character, he uh, is at the end of a chapter. He's scared by some kind of creature, like moving and looking at him mm-hmm. on the ground. And then we find out it's a snake and he's afraid of it. And then he's bailed out by a girl named Courtney. She takes the snake and throws it away and he's scared and everybody laughs at mm-hmm. him. Well, yeah. Yeah, let me ask you this because you say this. This is that's that's spot on. Who is the main character in this book? That's it's it's what's his name? I can't even remember. I think it's Eddie. I think it's Hat is the best. It's Eddie. It's Eddie. Hat is the best. Hat is the best. Because I would almost, I was almost argue that like, it almost feels like Courtney, the main girl, is the main character, even though she's not. It's so weird. She should be the main character because these other characters are all assholes. Okay, it's like Bulk and Skull as people in the in the books and all the stuff we talk about. Shitty kids. These are very shitty kids. And the the <laughs> normally okay, so I was really thinking about this today because I was like I was like okay, they're always these shitty kids, and I was like you know what that's kind of a hard thing though if you do especially like a horror anthology, the main character in a horror anthology short is usually a shithead, you know, typically sure, which yeah. which is okay, but usually they're like a smart shithead that kind of like knows what they're doing. These are the most inept shitheads of all time. You, you know who these kids are because I hated them too. These kids are fast forward ten years later from this book. They are YouTube prank stars. Yes, yes. like that's exactly <laughs> what they're just like not creative. All of their stuff is like revolving like let's get a bug, let's get a snake. Yeah. So so after the snake incident, just to give the timeline, here, because it is girl. it is very simple. This book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Eddie is somehow insulted by the fact that uh, Courtney has bailed him out and everyone is laughing at him. So she wants to get he wants to get back at her. Yeah, and they, uh, why did why did she, they hate Courtney? She's fine. She kind of gloats a little bit. She kind she does throw bees at <laughs> yes, him, the, which is like a thing <laughs> that happens. Okay. I, I don't know how you can do that. But the bees were thrown. It's, it's an amazing martial arts. I will say they, they take that out of the show, too. They make Courtney just kind of great and perfect. So it, like she does nothing in wrong. The sh- yeah, in the show, she's just perfect and smart. And that's why they hate her. So I was like, uh, oh, OK, she's actually just a good person. But I, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what happens in the book. Except she, she does throw bees. She, at him. Well, she does throw <laughs> bees at him, but she does get the snake away from him that's scaring him no, that's the very first thing she does times and she also I believe gets the spider off them later right like she she is constantly fixing their mistakes that they do trying to prank her yeah they try to drop a spider on her i think in gym class mm-hmm. and it lands on their other friend molly and she helps her out she's like oh tarantulas uh they don't they don't even bite you yeah. they probably won't even bite you mm-hmm. and i want to i want to talk for a second more about how great it's courtney right the girl's name is courtney yeah. courtney yeah, Court, the, how great courtney is other than she throws bees like <laughs> at least for my memory is uh, she's amazingly great with animals. I thought she was going to be like a Beastmaster reveal at the end or something. I thought she was going to be like some sort of well, like I talk to all. Wait till we get to this well. TV show, but keep well, going. We can wait till yeah, yeah. I thought she just suddenly has some sort of psychic ability. Uh, she's super dope with all of the teachers. Like the teachers, like, oh hey, Courtney, how's it going? You're the best. I love you. And she's like, hey, teacher, you seem like you're down on your luck. Would you like my lunch? And she like gives lunches away. She's like, she's, she's like the great Jesus person. of this school. Yeah, and and, and like their pranks that they go to set up, like in the incident where she gives a lunch to another teacher, there's a there's a fake snake planted in that bag and the teacher gets scared by it. So these kids are just like it's it's collateral damage left and right on these on these kids. Terrorist attacks. They're they're ruining lives (laughs) on this girl's life because they're 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 trying to terrorize her. That is terrorism. They're really doing an operation enduring freedom on this school right here. (laughs) (laughs) These kids are so terrible, by the way, that I wrote these lines down because I cannot believe it. When they're talking about how much they hate Courtney, this is their first line. (laughs) It was it was uh, she's talking about like her book report, like that thing in the TV show was her giving a she just told a short story about a mud monster, I guess, like killing people. Right. Yeah. Uh, They go. Oh, she talks like a book. That's what she said in the show. They say <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, and then they, they uh, go, oh, oh hey, I got something. I got something for her. Uh, I got a snake, and then the other guy goes. I think Hat goes a snake for a snake, and then they high five each other. They're terrible people. Yeah, they don't know how to speak. Yeah, the, yeah their, their transition <laughs> after when they're when they're like they're like we're gonna get it with that snake. They just start going hissing at each other. Do you think that was a do you think that was a dig at RL? I don't, she talks like a book. Well, there's it did that thing that like every writer. I, I don't know who wrote this episode. There's things like TVs and movies where a character talks about writing, and it's like the writer of that script trying to like jerk off in front of the audience, kind of thing. Like how great it is to write, or like right. foreshadowing a character's motivations. She does that at the beginning of the TV show, right? Yeah. 
Uh, that might have been RL. Yeah, dig it, RL. Who knows? Oh, I will point this out. This character, uh, Revelation, might be RL because this character is Jewish. Okay. Wait, is she? I'll, t- I- I'll tell you what, There's a key clue. Okay. Not that it's bad to be Jewish. I'm just going to point out that this character is Jewish. Uh, her lunch... When the teacher's like, oh, I don't want to take your lunch, uh, even though you're offering it to me. It's really cool of you. She's like, oh, it's uh, smoked salmon and uh, cream cheese. She's having bagels and lox. Oh, you know R.L. was eating lox when he was, <laughs> when he was churning this bad boy What out. I love is that you were like, it's not bad to be Jewish, but I'm going to make this assumption about her. For I want to <laughs> label this character as Jewish, and I want everyone to know. <laughs> Well, I guess R.L. does put a little bit of his own taste. What, into wait, his, what, that, what if that's what R.L. thought that every kid ate for lunch? Was salmon <laughs> and cream cheese and cream at cheese. school. <laughs> well, I guess it is a peculiar lunch for a kid to have, so they could hate her it's for a, that for no reason. It's a bit of a hoity-toity lunch. Um, I think, I think a, that might, I mean, smoked salmon is pretty... I think that's... That's pretty... Yeah. Upscale. Yeah, smoked salmon! Like, she, she got up early in the morning and was like, I gotta run this over a smoker for like three or four hours before it's gonna be good to eat. <laughs> Um, but to, just to go back to the beats of this of the prank war, we'll call this prank, prank wars. wars. Yeah, prank academy, prank, prank academy, prank <laughs> versus prank. All these terrible YouTube channels. Uh, all this stuff. That's what this book is. They try to scare her with the fake snake. The fake snake doesn't work. They try to drop a tarantula on her. It falls on their friend. They try to scare her with a dog, which means that a dog could actually go crazy and bite someone. So that's a terrible idea. No, it's very dangerous. Turns out the dog gets lost. This is the, the swamp they try to scare her with the dog in. Yeah. And it, it turns out that she has a huge dog that's more intimidating than any dog these guys know. Yeah, yeah all their scare tactics are very dumb. Like, I will say, uh, I don't remember the book. I don't like the book they cover that she wrote a short story about mud monsters. I don't think that's... No, the, that's not in the so, book. But just the logic of it, at least in the TV show, they continues that even further of she tells a short story about a mud monster killing two people. Right at the beginning, right? yeah. At the beginning. So she wrote that. So she's also an aspiring author, mm-hmm. R.L. Stein. Yep. Uh, later, they're like, hey, we should scare her with those same mud monsters she wrote about. That would not scare her. She came she, up with She the is their god. Like, like, I write sonic fan fiction. I'm never going to be scared of Sonic <laughs> fan fiction. I, I'm prepared for all of it, for uh, example. That's not necessarily true. I mean, H.P. Lovecraft writing his Cthulhu stories. That's true. If he saw a real Cthulhu, he would pee his pants. I think H.P. Lovecraft would go, yo, what's up? No. What's up? What's up, Shugoth? No, nah, it would take his face and crush That's it. That's your problem, true. Probably. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, 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 the mud monster stuff does come into play because she loves monsters. That's established. She's pretty cool. She goes, I love monsters. <laughs> they exist. And, <laughs> and uh, mud monsters exist here because... Every full moon it happens or something. Mud monsters come See, out. See in the in the show, she's she's like monsters do not exist. Or no, she no she no she says that. Wait, I can't remember if she says she thinks she says like a cryptic thing about how like monsters are a reflection of humanity. Oh, you know what? Or yes, she it's says like, that monsters can exist. There's just no proof yet. Yeah. Well, in in uh, the book, she directly uh, points out the uh, photograph of Loch Ness and says that that is proof. Oh, Wait, right. But anyway, this girl is R.L. Stein. Uh, maybe believes in monsters. Jewish talks very dryly. Uh, it's all bald. She did complain about having sore toes. That sounds like a very. That sounds like a, I don't know. I don't know if that's something Arl Stein would complain about, but he is an older man, and an old man would complain he about that. from that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, finally we get to. Hold on, Dom. There is one more that I read about in the synopsis. I don't know if you remember this part. Apparently, yes. a cat gets stuck in a tree. Oh and yeah. An old lady asked them to save the cat. Oh, one of the best the, parts. It's not even scary. The boys, the no. boys can't because they're afraid. And she comes and she saves it. And then the old lady belittles Eddie for not being brave enough. So somehow, yes. so not only are they being shown up by when they try to scare her and she's not scared, but also she's just a better person and the world thinks that she's a better part of the community than them. Yes. I don't even think the cat was supposed to be like dangerous looking. I don't think, I think it was just a cat. And yeah, no it was just a cat. And it was like getting up in the tree would be difficult, but Courtney could do it. And it, it gave him more reason to envy Courtney. I uh, guess yes. she's just brave and great. Uh, but anyway, uh, there it's established earlier on that uh, Eddie's brother, Kevin and his friends are shooting a mud monster movie and they <laughs> have, right. and they have mud monster costumes. So Eddie, the genius that he is, He's going to scare this girl who believes in monsters with a mud monster costume, an actual 
urban legend Ca- in their, 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 their town. What a weird little coincidental detail that there's like a fun indie filmmaker I in think, the 90s shooting yeah. a mud monster film. Uh, well, let's let's be clear. This is his jerk off brother with his jerk off <laughs> camera. So oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, I thought it was like a real film. Crew. No, no, it's him and his friends. I think that this town, he, he, you know, you know, he's a jerk off because he just refers to Kev, uh, uh, Eddie as a punk the entire time. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of valid. He's a real buzz. Probably right. He's a real buzz. Yeah. He is. I was like, look at this booming indie film scene going on in this small town. I'm just, I was really proud of them. I'm, You're right. It was just jerk off. It was the just camera. jerk off. I'm just, convinced that the town of muddy creek is 90 percent the gdp of it is based on the mud monster yeah there's like mud monster shirts and souvenirs and mugs come on down this town is thriving Uh, off of mud monsters so do do you guys mind if i just go ahead and say how this book ends now yeah because nothing happens in this book other than pranks just these pranks failed pranks it's it's like it's like watching a prank channel if none of the pranks went correctly um and and every time the person who was supposed to be pranked was like Hey, um, did you drop this? Here you go. And they were like, oh. And then you're like, oh, those guys are assholes because they try to prank a good person. Anyway, that's the entire book. <laughs> Up until the end. They're like, we're going to scare them with these mud monsters. They're out, we're all out here in the swamp. Oh, I see the mud monsters right now. There's three of them. That's my brother and his two friends. Mm-hmm. And then, what's that behind me? More mud monsters. And that turns out, the monsters behind them, that turns out to be Kevin and his two buddies. So the mud monsters over there are real. Everyone sees them. Everyone screams and runs home. Yep. That is the end of the mud monsters. They do not come back. They are not addressed. No one goes to investigate it, despite the fact that they're on the fucking cover. (laughs) Yeah, the the cover should have been should have been two dumb kids like just like holding a spider. It, it, It should have been. Just a kid, <laughs> a child just being peed on <laughs> by his older no, brother, which probably happened later. It should have been Christina, whatever her name is, just eating a bagel with locks. It should have just been like that. Her <laughs> just being like, the table. you can't scare me, bitch. <laughs> can't scare me. I feel pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing you don't, that happens wait, in the Wait, you story. don't like the fact, you don't like my idea for of Kevin peeing on Eddie? <laughs> I, on listen, I, his I, dick's not on the right. cover, but a pee, a pee, a pee stream. stream. I think you cover. could probably get away with like a vague stream coming out. A yeah. Calvin stream. Like, okay. Calvin, yes, it's just the Calvin. Yeah, if it's comically bouncing off his forehead, yeah. then it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's just so crazy to me. That the entire time we, we, we get a little taste of this mud monster here and there. They finally show up. They're 100% real. Yep. And we never come back to it. And, and, and once again, we have another thing where the book dances around a incredibly more interesting plot line. Yes. A.K.A. That's not how that A.K.A. works. A.K.A. <laughs> a. Uh, following Eddie's brothers shooting a film in the woods about mud monsters and mud monsters being real. If you just made the book that just those two elements. Yes. You have yes. a book that is spooky. Yeah. W- one, they'll be in the mud and the, the woods more. Yeah. You're it should, just be, it should have just been Eddie making a school project video about the mud monsters and he sees them. But but why would does that seem so obvious to do after writing this? Like, wouldn't you just? Well, I don't think it fits into the theme of the book, which I totally know what it is. What is the theme of the this book? This book is about Jesus. <laughs> uh, and how? Please ca- tell me how. Ca- Catherine, being, Catherine, uh, captured, ca- imprisoned in mud. Being imprisoned in mud. Catherine believes in Jesus, but there's just no proof for him yet. And then they what? see Jesus at the end. <laughs> Hold on. So it's like that Bible story of like people who weren't the main apostles. They were just people who just like had one encounter with Jesus on the road after he risen. Yeah. They're like small. They're like way off tangent from Jesus. Yeah. They're just a little Jesus story. You know, my, my uncle's in the Bible. <laughs> he meets Jesus on the road. He saw Jesus in the road. He definitely saw it. <laughs> he was right. I don't know why his, came. His when, tro- the, when the Bible first came out, the people got, had, could say that they were yeah. like, my uncle's in the Bible for like a Yeah, page. his toes oh were sore. <laughs> Jesus made him feel better. <laughs> I never thought about just bragging. <laughs> and be like, you know, you know that's my you dad. You see someone reading going, right there? Right, right. He just flips the page over, five more pages, right there. See, it says when a man he pointed to my dad when he said he that. Pointed, yeah, that was my, that was my man saying, uh, "I want more bread." That was my pop. That was my dad. That was, that my, was dad. my dad. He was hungry that day. <laughs> Wait, so Jesus is the mud monster? Yeah, it's about faith. She's she believes in the mud monsters, <laughs> and the kids don't. And so, what's pranking? Is pranking just our crappy lives? That's just the hell of life. 
Okay, that's actually pretty okay, accurate. All right. All right. Just a hell of regular old life. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about um, that. This might be the most, yeah, the most disappointing book ending because nothing happened. Well, so apparently the book ends with the kids not wanting to try and prank her again because they're too scared now, right? Lesson to learn. Lesson learned, I guess. I guess these kids learned a lesson about pranking. But the show, the show is something else. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a worse ending. I don't know. It's a worse. Like, okay, the show is a three beat joke, and that's yes. it. And it hits the third beat of the joke, and it's not that big of a surprise. Paul, Paul, why not, don't you? It's not explain. that funny. No, it's not funny. I'll Paul, so please explain. So we get to the point where like they're now all in the swamp. This is another book of swamps, right? So the, uh, one one boy is covered in oatmeal. Well, so they yeah, they, well, yeah. they excise a lot of the yes. One kid is covered in some weird oatmeal. Well, you which, will you will note that the mud is not brown. No, oh, it's uh, here, it is oatmeal. The mud in the movie or the mud in the show. It's is a, funny. it's pretty much a movie though. Yeah, it's pretty much a movie. The, the mud is funny because I don't know if the costume of them just putting mud on one of the kids is intentionally bad because they want to show how bad the kids are at pranks or because they didn't have the budget. Uh, like it's, it's just making a kid judging dirty. by yeah. the production values of this entire 21 minutes. It is probably just shitty. It's this, we already pointed out the girl laughing at the beginning. There's during the snake, Ugh, there's prank, so many shots during the snake prank. Oh yeah. They have the real snake goes into the bag. Yes. Yes. And then when the, when the teacher pulls the snake out, it's a clear, clearly a black plastic yes. snake. That he, I wrote that which down. he also throws at the girl. He throws it at his student. And but it's not just a fake snake. It's a different colored snake. Di- the snake they have in their hands is like brown. Well, because very clearly brown. Yeah, and, and they could have gone away with like, okay, maybe she just like holds the black one in her hands. But they cut back to her and she's holding the original brown light colored snake in her hands at that point. It's it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, then, it, it's, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's, go ahead. it's just atrocious. Um the there's a great uh, there there was one great note that I had which is when they're finally caught they do the the spider one the tarantula again which yes comes it works out somewhat similar similarly but not quite exactly the same but uh, when they figure out that they're going to do the mud thing when they when she's being uh, praised for her story in the newspaper her mud man story uh, hat is doodling in class and then pulls up a very incredibly accurate and detailed doodle of the mud monster. <laughs> which he just whipped out in the last five minutes in class. Someone That's from hard. production was drawing that all day, and they were like, we should put that, that in the fucking be show. That's fucking great. <laughs> it looks just like um, the mud monster. And then, so, so they do end up in the, in the, in the, um, in the forest preparing. Uh, right. There's a great sequence where he's covering him in, in mud, and then the other kid decides, I'm going to fall on my friend and cover him in mud, cover hat in mud. Have, have, you, have we established that? The, the the idea of the because the show is a little different. The, uh, Hat is going to be the mud monster. Yeah, well, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's so going to be putting the mud, mud on themselves. Hat convinces Eddie that he has to be. Oh, sorry. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. That that's Eddie. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Anyway, know. anyway, we should know which one is so, Hat. a hat on his head. Like, yeah. But anyway, one of one of the kids decides to be one of the mud yeah, monsters, so, so he gets covered in oatmeal. He gets covered in oatmeal, and then he drops himself onto Hat, covers him <laughs> in oatmeal, and then they. Yeah. For a, a good minute, grunt at each other. Did you guys notice oh, they, that? I I yes. blocked that part out. They, I don't remember that. There's at least thirty <laughs> seconds of them just grunting. It there's it, there's no <laughs> there's no it's mono uh, it's monosyllables of them just being like uh, uh, just like <laughs> grunting at each other. It, As they slap mud. It's it's odd. It's really odd. This episode and book is 100% proof that the success of the Goosebumps books was the design and artwork of the yes. book. Oh, yeah, that, that because great. if you read this book and said, why don't we adapt this to a TV episode? You would be slapped. You would be slapped so hard <laughs> that you would lose all ability to run. Dude. You, you wouldn't be able to adapt Dude. the episode. So, because it, there's nothing happening in this stupid book. It's atrocious. They, they hide in the woods for a while longer in the show. And yep. then... The mud monster shows up and scares Hat, and and Hat freaks out. Then there's a sl- a slow shutter speed chase through the woods. Oh, and let me point out by the way, Paul, real quick to further prove I just realized why the budget is just so bad. So Eddie or Hat, whichever one has the mud on him, is supposed to look like a mud monster. Right. Clearly, still a kid. The other one then sees a real mud monster, which looks like Clayface. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. And then goes like. And then goes like, friend, is that you? There's no way that's your friend. Like, there's not even like a, for a moment you would think that that is possibly your you, friend with mud. You on know him. your friend Eddie, and he is not capable of anything that good. 
Look well, you're like, Eddie, we don't have that kind of budget. Where'd you get that? <laughs> you got really good in the last three minutes with Minka. Uh, yeah, sorry. He, he chases them through the, the mud. The wonderful slow speed. shutter. They just slow that yep. shutter down. <laughs> Everything gets real blurry and, and just real trippy. And you don't really know it because it covers up the, the shittiness of everything, which is just some slow shutter. Uh, that goes on for a couple of minutes. And then Eddie shows up or sorry, Hat shows up with Eddie. They he tries to tell Eddie about it. Eddie's like, nah, you're a dummy. Catherine shows up again. Your guys are dummies. It starts to snow. Who, who is Catherine? Catherine, right? Is it, what's, what's the girl's name? The the great girl's name, Catherine. Uh, th- that's there's a Molly. No, the main, the main girl. girl. The girl's perfect. Oh no, that's uh, her name is uh, Christine. Uh, Courtney. 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 Sorry, Catherine. Courtney. Courtney. Sorry. Whatever. They're the same. Yeah. Courtney. Uh, she shows up, makes fun of him. It starts to snow, which I just assumed was like an accident because they were in Canada and they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So it just starts snowing <laughs> in the middle of the scene. And then uh, <laughs> and then, and then the, the mud monster shows up behind Courtney Cathy and they're like, mud monster. And and she turns around and she's like, OK, hold on a second. Mud monster. The mud monster is still grunting at her. Then she continues to talk, and there's just weird fades between the scenes. Oh, yeah, like, well, explain, explain. It makes this just very clear. At that moment, you think it's going to be some sort of crazy goosebumps reveal, like, oh, she's a mud monster person herself, or she can talk to mud monsters because she's talked to animals. You thought there's going to be some sort of twist, right? Yeah, but it's just that she just is so know-it-all that she knows if she just talks to the mud monster, it'll get bored. Yeah, the mud monster gets bored to it death. It gets bored, and then the snow and the snow stops. And it and it hardens in the in the sunlight. The, yeah, the sun came out, and you just see a time lapse of them just taking three different shots and crossfading of it. Like it, like why would the mud monster stop and listen? Like it just stands there with his arms crossed and dies. Well, it, it's it's just as boring as the book. But it's it's supposed to be like a joke, like Paul mentioned. Like it's supposed to be funny. But you're just mad because you've been waiting for 22 minutes for anything scary to happen. And, you, and despite the fact that the 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 snow would keep them moist, right? That the too. Entire well, time. The red, they should have said that snow was like, oh no, it's mud ash or something. Right, right. Well, so that <laughs> that makes so sense. that happens. Then, makes more sense to me. I'm trying. No, no, I just I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, it's making more sense. So then, then after he freezes, suddenly the news crew is there, and mm. Courtney's yes. talking about yes. how she just got off the phone with the president. <laughs> That's right, I love that line so There's much. A, As I was just telling the president about the mud monsters. Yeah, which I think is a dig in America. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mud slinging, that sort of political yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a post-Bush, well a post-Bush one era, <laughs> era America. One era. Yeah, they're still pretty pissed. Yeah. So they're pissed about that. And then, the, so then they walk off to town. It starts to pour, downpour, all of a sudden. Yeah. The kids sit down on a bench and start well, no, so Paul, you're jumping. Sorry, don't cut you off. You're jumping over a key detail. What's that? Where she's telling the news story and cops, and they're all not just going. You saw a monster there, looking at the monster. It's right there. The camera crews are filming, like breaking news: monsters are real. This should change life as we know it on Earth. Right. Yes. It starts to rain, but then she goes, "Oh bother!" Because uh, she's suddenly British. She's British now. Like <laughs> we, the rain, such, such a bummer. Shall we take this back to town hall? And she pulls out an umbrella because she's Mary Poppins, and they run away. Uh-huh. They leave the monster there. They just leave it. It is it is the most insane plot hole. They leave the monster they right just, there they in just the ground. Leave it. Like it's just there. No one, no one. Like if it had been government body bags, like sealing them away or something. Be like, oh, that's interesting. What are they going to do with that? Oh my god, a new form of life. Oh no, it's raining. Let's get out of here. Let's talk about this interview. We'll come this back interview to it later. We'll, we'll come back to it later. Well, what, what's so key about the rain there, Paul? What's what so happens next? The, our our boys Eddie and Hat sit down and they're pissed. And I'll, I'll get to the line <laughs> they have right before this. But there's a line that I do want to double back to. But they're 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 real pissed about the rain. The mud monster comes back to life and scares them. Freeze frame episode over. Oh, and not just freeze frame. This is another time where the kids are supposed to scream. They are laughing. Clearly. It ends on a freeze frame of them like the, the, they did one take. It's amazing how they didn't do another take of it. The mud monster just going like huh, half hand on the shoulder. One boy not even bothering to turn around, just getting off the chair and going, ha. And that's uh, freeze phrases on freeze that. frame over. And, and, you know, and you know who aired that? 
News Corp, man. News Corp. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch fill, feeding us that corporate schlock. You know, man. Dom, if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't wrong, I'd say you're saying that Fox News Corp was covered of the Mud Monsters arena. Yeah, yeah, they tried to make it a mockery. <laughs> I think Rupert Murdoch is a mud man deep down inside. I think he's hiding inside a human skin. Google search him right now. You will probably think he is a mud man. If you search Robert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, mud man. Or, or Robert or, Murdoch, or, his or Rupert, ugly brother. Or, or Rupert Mudmock, uh, his real name. <laughs> uh, Rupert, wait, what? Mud, what is Muddock. Muddock. Rupert Muddock. That's Rupert Muddock. The doctor name. of mud. Rupert Dirt. Rupert Dirt. Dr. Mud. He left his doctor position as head of the mud man to come and run human Fox News. Yeah, they, like, they leave him there so those kids die, I guess. So it's supposed to be a scary moment after just like five minutes of Laurel and Hardy type hijinks. Well, those kids being the dumbest pieces of shit ever, uh, they deserve it because here's their yep. last line. Here's the listen to listen to these three Shakespearean sentences that come out of their mouths. <laughs> sure. They're sitting in the rain at a picnic table and, and Eddie is sitting there and he says this. He says, shouldn't we get out of the rain? And Hat says, what for? And yet he just goes, Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. She talk like book. She talk like book. Be hate book girl. Be hate book girl. You know, I gotta say, the book might be better than it is. the episode. Oh, yeah, the episode yeah, the show is so bad. But the but the, but the book is kind of. But let me. I just want to go ahead and read you the worst cliffhanger in all of Goosebumps please. thus far. Please, please, please. This is knee deep. In the prank wars okay. <laughs> They're scheming on pranks They're thinking of pranks In fact They just thought of another prank And our hero Eddie Hero is in quotations mm-hmm. Our hero Eddie Is fantasizing about how It will be pulled off And how it will Will scare her so bad And, and they're all gonna laugh And it's gonna be incredible And then he says The unhappy picture Vanished from my mind As I suddenly realized I was no, no longer alone. Oh, maybe he was fantasizing about getting something backfiring or something. I don't I think don't so. Know. I don't think so. But anyway, um, uh, raising my eyes to the doorway, I gasped sharply and saw the tall, lean monster stagger toward me, its face dripping with dark blood. I'm on board. It turned out to be his brother. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. There is no blood on his face. So uh, he had like a psychotic episode. Yeah, he, he, he. I think Eddie should maybe seek help because he's not well. Yeah, it, but no, it's just the dumbest cliffhanger. Like nowhere has have <laughs> mud monsters were m- mentioned way early on. But have never been brought up it, up until this and, point. And they, this teases some kind of mud monster with blood on its face. And, and they didn't even have like a thing at the end of the next chapter right, where it's like, oh, Eddie had just spilled strawberry jam all over his face eating right. a sandwich. Num, 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 num. You'd be like, no, oh, it's just blood Or like brother. Eddie was testing out makeup for his movie or something like yes. that. Oh, there you go, Paul. Nailed it. Well, the other, the, the other thing is that the cliffhangers, like, you know he was real bored doing this one because the cliffhangers really, really get lazy. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the hallmarks of a lazy RL cliffhanger is little did I know how scary things would get. Uh, that's the, that is the, he uses that like three times at the end of this. Uh, fucking book. Yeah, like what else would you do in a, in a book where virtually there's no monsters or scares other than pranks that they, like if you were following the main character, at least you could have done cliffhangers. Of, and then a spider was on me or whatever. Like you could do like if it was happening to the girl and not the two boys, right. there'd be at least scares on the pranks that were being played on her. But no, there's nothing. Nothing uh, happens. Chad, I got this. Uh, Chad and, and Paul. Chad's yes. in front of me. Paul's, yeah, yeah. In, Paul's in the internet. I can see him just past the dancing hamster. Via your Vive swordfish. Being my Vive. Device, well, I said swordfish backwards while wearing my Vive, and I, that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell everyone. Now we're going to get oh, fucking fuck, hacked. Fuck, Jesus damn it. Christ. Well, you have good internet, right? Yeah, I, mean, I got, I got, seven, I got there's seven guns. Proxies. There's, we'll be fine. There's guns in that internet, right? I got uh, internet dog. <laughs> the internet dog will keep people away. Uh, uh, but I... Uh, uh, I got this idea for a book, guys. Let's hear it. It's called uh, 
the the it's called the toxic uh uh crazy monsters from underneath our world <laughs> okay. and the cover on the cover it's got this like ooze monster that's dripping and it's it's holding a handgun <laughs> and and that's on the cover but i'm thinking what i want to do is i really want to set up these characters so i'm just gonna have them like like maybe like play fight each other just the entire book I like that. Yeah, okay. we'll really care yeah. about and then, them by the end. Yeah, and then and then I'm gonna bring out the the ooze guys. Yeah, for like like five pages. Do you think I should do that? Do you think I should do? that? I think it's well worn territory, but it, maybe you can get a fresh take on it. Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, here's what I, here's the number one thing going through my head because nothing really happens in the book. But when I when I watch the episode, how much must have sucked to been the actor in that mud monster costume? Because it you looks see very his, cumbersome. You see his clear human eyes throughout the entire oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like Ninja Turtles, the first movie where you can see the eyes through the mouth. Uh, like, he's just laying in mud and ra- a fake rain for probably two days of shooting as shitty kids just hit you. I don't think this. I don't think they shot for two days. I, I think, think they shot for one. Shot shot I think they nothing. shot for one day. You think they just kind of did yeah, it? Yeah, they did, they did one day. Well, either way, that's a shitty gig. Nick and I uh, actually. I, I, I do. I mean. Remember, this is Canada. This is airing on television, <laughs> and somebody's nephew gets to go. You know, my dad, with my uncle, was in fist bumps. That was I, my uncle. That's my uncle standing right that's there. That's my uncle right there. He's also he's also was in the Bible. Yeah, he was also in the Bible. If you look, <laughs> did, if you look closely, I did picture whatever actor played the Bud Monster having a party and then having a, the night that that episode aired on TV. And oh, was, yeah. hey, Richard, that's you. And he kept the Mud Monster costume and he oh, wore it totally. to the party. Canada is very different from America. It's oh, small. Yeah. It's small town up there, so everybody knows each other. You also know that, like someone at the party, you know, be it a girl or, or a boy, depending on Richard's uh, sexuality, was like, "Hey, you're pretty, pretty good at that mud monster. You wanna, you wanna take me in back and show me the costume?" And then Richard made love to that person with the mud monster costume on. No way, that was a rental. Okay, no, he stole, it. He, <laughs> stole oh, okay. it. he stole it. He stole it. Yeah, he stole it from the prop. He department. paid the fifty dollars deductible and just like kept it. Hmm. Yeah, he's like, and then he cut a hole for, uh, his, for his mud dick. Yeah, except for his mud <laughs> dick. Uh, I thought about that, how bad it must, must have sucked to be him. I also wanted to point out that the essay that the boys wrote, uh, I believe, was specifically when they got in trouble at the end, right? Or when they get, sorry, when they get in trouble midway through, the essay that they have to write for pulling a prank is specifically about how it's wrong to steal living things and drop them on people's heads. Yeah, it's very specific to their It wasn't just like, don't pull pranks. It was specifically that one detail. That's kids, man. They're like, what did you learn? I learned this one specific thing. No spiders from balconies. Got it. Only thing I learned. That's kids, man. That's actually maybe a little true. (laughs) That's pretty true. That was a pretty, yeah, that and the gum thing were like spot on moments for R.L. Stein. (laughs) I I gotta say, this gets zero out of five curly skulls. Oh, I am not feeling this one. (laughs) Curly skulls. Skulls. Curly skulls, yeah. Curly yeah. skull. I would rather just look. I would just rather look at a picture of curly skull. I'm. That's the scary. That's, that's real. Scarier. It's real scary because I know the human it came from. Curly, curly, from the three. Stooges. Oh yeah, it makes it more scary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they never said that was one of the three Stooges skeletons, did yeah, they? No. Well, it's implied. Oh, that's that's really that's really, <laughs> that's really solid. Uh, uh, I, I think the the most offensive thing about this book is that I didn't have anything to really say about it because it was that bad. It's almost worse than the ones that are really bad with ridiculous happenings because they're like we said the whole time there nothing happened. So there was just nothing to really talk about, you know what, what I mean? Other, what was the other one that was like that? Like I think it was be careful what you wish for maybe. Yeah. Like that nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, you're just kind of like it's just like a like turn it like like both of them are kind of like Hey, be careful, kids. You could get yourself in some trouble. But you it's know? basically watch a kid never learn a lesson. But right. you, have, you have the power of books, imagination. You could have literally anything happen in a book. There's no budget. No. Like, All right, make sure these are adaptable because we got an agreement with uh, Fox that, Kids. That would actually be a fascinating theory if that somehow – RL was that forward thinking in the industry, which is impressive for the nineties. Uh, it, it was not him. It was uh, some, somebody at Scholastic. Well, what, it, still, very forward thinking of the time to go. We want to turn these into TVs and movies and everything. You need to keep the budget of the stories down. That makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy that that explains why some of these books have nothing happen. That's fascinating. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, any other final thoughts, guys? My final thought is. 
Horror Land is next. I'm so excited. Oh, and I'm, I'm, so I'm actually excited because I hear this one actually I'm, does pull out a couple stops. I, Horror Land, I'm going to ruin this because I haven't read it in a while. In my memory, Horror Land is one of the first times where it's like, oh, this is a crazy concept and we actually go full tilt into it. Yeah. It's like the bad version of Horror Land would be like, they don't get to the park until the very end or something of the book and just be like on the car ride there. It's like, this is it's like Horror Land the whole way, pretty much. Yeah. I, I It was the first time as a kid I was like, oh, this series is great because this is a fun concept. I, I want to know what it's like. I think this is the first Goosebumps book that I actually read. Like I like didn't get into them right away and I got this one and I was like, oh, this is great. And then so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous because I don't want it to be bad because yeah, it doesn't hold up. It's going to be. Disappointing. I think you I think you I remember you describing it as it, it got you rock solid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I will say, though, the TV show ahead of time, the monster costumes are some of the worst in the show. Because they had to do like a bunch of monsters, so they're all just like clearly rubber masks. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's shot at a lot where they have the Renaissance Fair, and they Probably. do not have the budget to fill the Renaissance it, Fair lot. It's like because that it's some so illegal footage at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Uh, very excited about it. Excited about it. Uh, uh, I think that's it. Uh, by the way, uh, should we do some reviews? Let's read a couple of reviews. All right. So I have a review here. It's by Pat the Head IOU. It's a five star review. We only read the five star reviews because they're only. the best. The greatest team since Elsa and Spider-Man, and much like Elsa and Spider-Man videos, I'm not sure if it's porn or not, but I'm into it. <laughs> That's pretty great. By the way, my YouTube history is now ruined, and I constantly get recommended Spider-Man. Oh, me too, I know. That's why I'm glad we watched those at your house. It's, it's, I can't get away from it. It follows me. Uh, Dobby, you want to do one? Sure. Uh, this review here is by EaglesGirl96. Could be the Philadelphia Eagles. Who knows? Probably. Uh, this one is titled Memories from the Decade I Almost Missed. <laughs> Being bored in the late 90s, I never got to have my socks knocked off by this spooktastic series, but did read some in elementary school. It was never as amazing as you guys make them totally to be. You guys have the best banter and interesting topics that me and my boyfriend, who Ooh. introduced me to the show less than a week ago, Good boyfriend. talked about for a while after we were done listening. I am addicted, in all caps, addicted, and also totally afraid of a culling happening. <laughs> you know, man, the first couple of reviews we got on this show, people were like, they don't talk about Goosebumps enough. They keep talking about all their we're stupid stuff. people about you know, the culling. You know what's more interesting than the Goosebumps books? Our lives, okay? Your <laughs> life is more interesting than a goddamn Goosebumps book, okay? Preach, preach, we'll talk preach. about it all day. Spider-Man, Elsa, Pink <laughs> Spider-Girl. You never heard of that in your life. Now it's an enigma. An enigma. Freaking embedded into your mind. You'll never have it solved. You'll be thinking about that forever <laughs> i was just Ooh, gonna boy. say thanks but cool i was gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to pipe in some like southern baptist like choir music underneath that entire speech. i have Please i do. have full i have full faith that i would make an awesome awesome preacher oh you would be really i good. would i speak for myself i was fan of myself just there and then uh by the way just side note i am loving how many people tell us that they listen to this podcast with their sniffing others i don't know I love why that. i love that i don't know why i'm picturing you guys like cuddling up on the couch and just having a nice little uh, mug of cocoa while you listen to us talk about yeah. spider-man and elsa but i love it that's a pretty ah. picture you painted <laughs> did you just spell spill your cocoa i'm sorry but oh, this I'm is sorry. this is a spooky show. that's right jason and Brittany. just in case that's your guys names we know um, we know that's you i also have a review from magic steve 83 Five stars, spooky fun from your childhood. And they write, do you want an experience that is equal parts spooky and hilarious? Something that leaves you smiling and satisfied in the wee hours of the morning? Something that leaves you with fond memories of your childhood and endlessly quotable lines from our main hosts? If so, rent Young Frankenstein. That movie's amazing, but Goosebuds isn't bad either. Five stars. That, had right. a twist. that review had a twist, and I'm okay with that because Young Frankenstein's pretty good. Worthy of R.L. Stein himself. Pretty good, pretty worthy. You know what's not good? Spaceballs, guys. You know, Spaceballs doesn't. Spaceballs does not hold up very. well. If you're a kid and you grow up with Spaceballs, it's great because it's, there's a bunch of like little fun, clever jokes that kids can understand. So that's why kids really love it. There, there's like try five, wa- try watch it today. It yeah. is it is not good. There's like five good jokes in it, uh, and it's pretty much just Rick Moranis playing with dolls in his room. Yeah, I do. I do like Rick Rick Brand. Uh, yeah, I like I, Rick I, I had an embarrassing thirty second story. I had an embarrassing time in high school where we had to, like a week. We got to watch like whatever movies we wanted to suggest in the the room because class was just over. Everyone brought in great films, and I was like, guys, 
we're going to watch Spaceballs. Everyone's like, nah. I was like, guys, trust me. It's hilarious. And I, as horror crept over the entire period, <laughs> as I realized that it did not hold up as well as I thought at all. And by the time oh, they're like, by the time the like tidy yogurt, his name is yogurt. Come on. Mel Brooks, I, I love you. But it's the name is yogurt instead of Yoda yeah. is fighting. And they're like just having their lightsaber stuck together. I just went to the room and went, I'm so sorry, everyone. We don't have to keep <laughs> watching this. Like we can stop. Um, uh, I had a similar experience with the wizard of Oz. It just came out on VHS, like this big special edition mm-hmm. and it had just snowed. So we had to stay inside. So I was <laughs> like, I got the wizard of Oz and the teachers were like, fucking a hey, wizard of Oz, the best movie ever made. Cause we, we grew up with it. It's fucking, awesome we'll play it. and we had to watch it for like three days in a row because it's uh, it's, maybe, long, it's a short yeah. it's a short recess period that we would have had and kids were mad at me <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair that movie was the first thing where color was a thing yeah, yeah so fucking everyone's sweet. expectations are a little bit different it's pretty right. sweet see uh, i had the opposite story i brought five goes west in and it killed oh. Five Goes West is amazing. Especially it, those sexual it, undertones that get what, real what sexy. sexual undertones? Don, Bl- Don Bluth movies always have this weird was there like a sexual sexy exchange. There was a sexy mouse or something. There's a sexy something in every Don You're Bluth. You're right. Oh, There's yeah. like a saloon girl or something that's kind of sexy. Yeah, I mean, it's, he knew he could draw real sexy, so he just did it. Yeah, All, he just fucking did it. Now I'm going to look up sexy Five Goes West. Um... Anyway, uh, thank you so much for leaving reviews on the shows, guys. It helps us a lot. It helps us get discovered by new listeners and other people on iTunes. And, and thank you to the people who are tweeting about the show. Tweet about the show. Yeah. Besides leaving a review on iTunes, you can also tweet about the show. We're on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. Uh, we see you guys tweeting, telling people about what shows you like, and you mention us. That's pretty great. We see uh, everything. We see everything. People like uh, Arched Zero, Play on Steve, Sam Kim, Emilio Amaro, TJ Denzer, Tasty RC, and Keith Roboduke. Thank you so much for telling people about the Thank show. Thank you. So much. And just a few of the people have done it. We love you all for it. Um, what else? Uh, go check out our other stuff we make. You should be checking out Paperback Paradise if you're not listening to that. Not listening to that. Let me say it again. You can listen to it if your boyfriend reads it to you. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, have a, have a boyfriend read you the covers from Paperback Paradise. Yeah, why not? Love to see what that is. Uh, you should also check out Continue Show. You should check out Paranoia Shop when we do more episodes. What else are we forgetting, guys? At Quantum Theory, at Paul Ritchie, at Dom Mesquite. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Go give some love to the guy who wrote our theme song, uh, Seth Hendricks, at SethHendricks.net. He's amazing. We never yeah. give him enough love. Uh, guys, next Go episode. buy a gun. You can do that, Go too. It's easy. Gun. You can go get one if you want one, and if you want to take a life, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that those are your choices. You will go to jail, but those are your choices. But those are your Listen choices. to our stuff and watch our shows first, but if you get bored after that, buy a gun. Buy a gun <laughs> buried in the ground so no one can get it but you. Shoot <laughs> the earth. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay. We'll see you next we'll time in Horrorland. I'm so excited. Horrorland. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.